What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. I think we owe everybody an apology. It's been close to, it's been over two weeks since we last came to you guys. A lot has happened because of all of that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Noah wasn't able to do it. As you guys know, he did a solo pod for the Western game and did a good job. And he wasn't able to do it, so I was going to do a solo pod. Did one, uh, and there was a mishap with my computer. We weren't able to save it correctly. I did it then, and then Noah and I did it like a couple week or a couple days after that. And then it just so it's kind of spiraled out of control. We could have let you guys know, but as we know, it was a heartbreaker a couple of weeks ago. I'm Nick Malone, as always, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, as we said, how many how many times that you know. Basketball is approaching. Basketball is doing great right now. Football is kind of in a funk. And even with all the technological mishaps we've had, uh, you know, it's okay that we've been pushing it back because there was a bye week. So we pretty much could count it as our own bye. So we'll, we'll talk about some things the last game. And then obviously the big game coming up tomorrow. What's going on? Yeah, it's almost like uh, the way the football team has gone before the bye week, losing two in a row like they have. It's almost like, it's affected everybody and it's affected our uh, podcast almost, but yeah, it's a big opportunity tomorrow. It's uh, almost a season, a, trying to save our season almost basically um, to win these last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, basketball's off to a hot start, but um, football's got two more chances to extend their season. So um, we'll dive into a little bit what we thought about that you and I game real quick, then uh, go through some commits. Then we'll, um, believe we were going to update stats, so we may cover a little bit of stats, but then we'll cover them buys and let you guys. Uh, it's going to be a big one tomorrow. Yeah, and if it, it just heartbreaking fashion, definitely the last game and the game before that, and then because we did the math, you know, because we've got after you know since we're getting blown out by Incarnate Word, our losses to SEMO, South Dakota, and Northern Iowa have a combined seven points. Just incredible. We know how close we've been. We were talking forever, you know, before a lot of these weeks about potentially running the table because it was possible. The way we were playing, riding high, had a five-game winning streak, and then it just – the season turned upside down. We'll try – and, you know, usually we have well, – we thought it was upside down two weeks in and then things happen, but you can't – the previous games you just could not lose. The way that you did or just in general, especially – we will talk about it. The, the Northern Iowa or Northern Iowa game, we could accept a loss potentially. You couldn't have accepted the loss, and we talked about that loss a couple of weeks ago on the road. But uh, yeah, and there's there's no rankings because we're not, or there are some, but we're not on them. A lot of people are, you know, pushing us out the door for the playoffs right now, and rightfully so, because we our resume was fine at time. I think, what was it? The 10th ranked strength of schedule in the FCS at one point or higher and beating Northwestern Northwestern almost beat Ohio state this past week at like the, for the first half. And then they ended up getting blown out. They're like one and eight. So it's not, there's not a whole lot to that victory, even though it is still power five. I mean, no, it, it, you know, we were riding high to that point. Like I said, five game winning streak. And then all of a sudden who, who would have thought a two game losing streak now and ahead of the arguably the biggest game we've ever had un, under this era, honestly, because we've been consistent in the playoffs. This is a make or break game for the playoffs, unless you lose by a field goal or one by one point like we have. Uh, this is definitely a must win. And we know Youngstown always has, you know, trap games at the very end of the season. So that's a wait and see. You're right. We will dive into the Bison. 
But no, let's let's dive into that game that was two weeks ago at home against Northern Iowa. Uh, I think we should just honestly talk about takeaways. There were some things that happened in this game, uh, like going through just how we score. We got on the it was honestly back and forth. No, we'll get through the box score of Theo Day, who we like I said, we weren't able to preview him. We were previewing him a little bit, or I was and mine, and then uh, you know, about 30 minutes of decent talking about him. So everybody kind of knew about him beforehand. And he dominated in this game. But, no, we kicked off – we got on the board first. Again, Jake Jake Bumgard was the kicker in this game. And then just thinking back, no, it was two weeks ago. Did we – like injury status. We know Jacob Koffel didn't play. Uh, Ty Staniel's out for the year. Uh, what else happened before that game that you remember? Even because we know Nick had a presser or, or you know, the, early this week some injury news uh, leading up to that game. But if not, if you can't remember, go ahead and dive into just – there was back and forth in this game, and then we'll probably just get into takeaways and how that ending was excruciating. Yeah, other than that, other than those two things, I mean, uh, Justin Strong was out for that game as well. Expect him back this week. Um, Antonio Fletcher dressed but didn't play, so not sure what's going on there. That's still a question mark. But, yeah, that it was back and forth. I mean – you were down 28-17 um, because Theo Day was having a day in that first half because, um, in my opinion, he's the best quarterback in, in the Missouri Valley. Um, he just got basically what he wanted, and uh, they took a 28-17 to lead. But we fought back in the second half. They decided for some reason to go in conservative mode and uh, – to try to run the football and it went a little bit back and forth but we got some stops when we needed to um and we're, we're able to ha- have a chance to take the lead and we got two shots at it and uh came up a yard short yeah and throughout the game we recall uh because when we were on the away side and we moved over for an important kick that we know uh that didn't fall it was honestly a crazy game, but we recall, you know, Avante hurt his hand. It appeared in this game at times. Jacob Garrett got back in the end zone. No, yeah, let's talk about that second half. You're right. It was it was back and forth. Theo Day was completing every open pass he possibly could. I mean, he was efficient, and Nick Baker wasn't bad in this game either. And that's the thing when your quarterback plays really well, you expect to win. But our defense again would be really bad to start, or like decent at the start, terrible in the middle, and then decent at the end. No, let's just flash to whenever we did move. We wanted to, whenever it was a, I, know, I agree with you right there. Those are the biggest takeaways was going for two when you didn't need to early in the second half. And one of them was a batted pass. And I don't, I'm sure the other one was, I don't think neither of us were looking in the moment I'm, I'm, or unless we have a play-by-play, obviously of what happened, probably two pass plays, Sean Lester for that second one got in, in the end zone. Just unnecessary. Cause then Noah it obviously came back to bite us because, our defense, when we had them, we fumbled them at times. That was to start. That was just throughout the game. We had them punt. So, like I said, the defense was fine at times. We were able to get on the board. I don't know what came down to a five-minute drive that we had. And let's dive in because it's we, – we've talked before, and we watched film, and you've talked about it. Whenever Jake – in his struggles this year, where he struggles from, before that we were trying to just get to a certain point in the field – you know, again, we talked about on the last one that didn't get to post. 
that what they were doing to get to that point, like Javon was running, was he just finding the back of the offensive lineman to get to the spot? Was it just a, some failed runs on this on one of these drives here uh, that got Jake to the right hash? And Noah, dive into the fact that, like I said, you watch film, he pushes kicks right, don't go to the right hash. You'd think they would ask him what he likes or the analytics would show, and Nick Hill mentioned analytics in this game. Analytics would show that your kicker's not good from that hash. He's pulling him right. Hey, let's go to the left, but no, that's obviously not what happened there. We had a perfect view of that missed kick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the play call to get down there on third down, um, I think it was like it was third and manageable, and it was they ran an RPO. Nick Nick Hill said after the game that that's probably one Nick Baker wants back to kick it out to Avante on the screen to get more yards to get us closer. Um, but yeah, it was just really conservative play call. Could have probably moved the ball a little bit more. Um, they're kind of in prevent defense, doesn't want to get beat deep, but um, yeah, they put them on the right hash. And I mean, both kickers were warming up at the same time, and they sent Jake out there because he was kicking the whole game. Um, made all his kicks prior to this, but um, yeah, every, every every if you look at all the kicks he's missed this year, it's missed right. Um, some barely right, um, but there's been a couple to the right, and this one didn't even have a chance off the foot. Um, we were there. Um, it was probably 10 yards right. Um, I think the win that day, um, at, least the, at least the box score says it was two miles northeast. So um, it was kicking into a little bit of wind, um, but it didn't even have a close – didn't even have a chance off his foot. Um, he pushed it so far right. Um, just really disappointing because special teams um, – I just kept saying to people and on this podcast that um, – Kicking hasn't been a problem because it hasn't cost us a game yet. Well, it costs us, and now it's um, – we've been talking about punting this year, but kicking has to be better. And, I mean, I thought – we thought that Jake might have lost his job, that there was going to be an opportunity um, for Thomas, but Thomas never got an opportunity. So, um, I'd like an expo- I would like to hear from Nick Hill on that kind of aspect because he told us Thomas was going to get that opportunity, and he never did. Yeah, it's strange how that can play out. Uh, we know being a local kid that maybe, you know, they would have some kind of ties in that sense with Jacob keeping him. And, you know, practice is one thing. Practice isn't in the moment. You practice special teams. You practice the, you know, the the kick protection on PATs or field goals. You practice all that stuff. But it's definitely different than in a game. So I don't know how you can gauge and practice of who's better than who. It's just, well, who's struggling in a game and who's not. So for sure, I think – and we know – what game was it that Jake lost his job and then got it back? Was it South Dakota? He got his, like we he said that about Thomas. Nick did, and then all of a sudden Jake was in the South Dakota game. It was yeah. the home game prior to that. So like the yeah the Western game, the Western right. game, yeah. So then, which um, Thomas t- Thomas did miss a kick in the Western game in the second half, so maybe that was his opportunity, and they decided to go back to Jake. I don't know, um, but yeah, it sucks. And then, because like I said, we didn't have the preview, but I'm pretty sure they talked to Torney and they talked to uh, Zach Zabrowski in the pregame. We were talking about how we missed things with them. And uh, Torney was one saying how it's been a struggle that, you know, Jack was a big reason why he came here, uh, you know, signed off on it when Dowman and Nick got in touch with Nathan. He was at the pump factory and a lot of things with his and then Zabrowski about potentially ever – 
you know, finding, finding the field is like, well, if I ever do, it's because Nick gets hurt. That's unfortunate, but he says he's always ready. Those are the interviews from last week, but just mentioning Torney, cause you said special teams. Yeah. That he's talked about his struggles and stuff. So yeah, after that, after that missed field goal, and it was about 10 yards, right. It looked like, like off the boot, you know, off his foot, it just looked bad. We kind of, we wanted that. We both took videos and I, cause I still have a video on my phone of just like putting the phone down, knowing that it was off. You and I was, was celebrating and we knew no other was time left because there was about 47 seconds left. So you and I got the ball at that point. We still had all of our timeouts. So then they, you know, three plays didn't get a first at all. It was fourth and six. It was third and eight. They just ran it again, called our third timeout. And that was so 29 seconds. And we also talked about how punting to Javon Noah, that he needs to break. Like he always fair catches it. He should have broke more and got us, you know, better field position on this punt. Uh, because we said he never does. He easily – and wasn't it Noah that it was the long snapper that was running him down to tackle him or the kicker that he easily could have broke that tackle and got at least 10 yards maybe. Uh, so then, you know, he put he could have put us in better position there. So, Noah, the first couple plays, Nick connected with Deontay for 17, connected with Jacob for a tight end screen. They got us five. So that was the first. Jacob's play got a second five. Barely any time off the clock because we know the, the clock stops after first down. Uh, and then there were some incompletions to the to the brothers. And then you and I took their final timeout, so we knew it was bleak. There were four seconds left, and then Nick threw a deep ball, Noah, one of the two, so the first one got intercepted, but it was an offside penalty, so we are able to get it back. And, Noah, there were plays, I think, before this, when he had the incompletions Nick did, and granted the time was running down, that he could have ran for about 10 to 15 yards maybe and got out of bounds. Uh, just looking back on it, maybe hindsight is is what it is, but he could have done that, Noah. And then, as you mentioned, we this final ending was absolutely heartbreaking. Dive into how that went, because obviously it's someone that we expected to play pay dividends on this year. He's barely played, but Noah, he arguably almost had the play of clearly, definitely the play of the year, and one of the plays we've seen in a long time. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think if on second, second and five, and third and five. You complete a pass, you may send out your kicker again for another opportunity. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, got a free play, um, got picked off, but ha- got a free play out of it. So no harm foul there. Then you had another opportunity, um, and you completed this one to Jay Jones, uh, a guy that I haven't seen a lot, but he's a jump ball guy. And finally, I mean, he comes up a half a yard short. Um, if he reaches out, maybe he he breaks the plane, but he, he had it tucked away because there was like three or four you and I guys around him trying to strip the ball out. So he tucked it in his gut like you're taught to do, and he came up a half a yard short because um, it looked like he was in right away, but after the replay, it was the right call short. Um, just a disappointing ending putting you in a scenario where you're at now. Um just sucks. It just coaching, coaching decisions, coaching special teams and defense really just costs us in these in the games we've lost this year. Really, exactly. And special teams for sure it put in some weird spots. Play calling for sure. There's been some obviously in the five game winning streak here or there, but we know there's been a lot of rough pad. This team's been very up and down. We know the Illinois State game, you almost lost that one. Illinois State ended up, you know, has had a nice season ever since that game. But, you know, you almost blow that one. So 
you know, you get to the very end of games and things don't go your way. And that's, and I mentioned the seven total points we've lost by in three of our four losses. We know we're good enough to compete and beat anybody to the, you know, to an extent, you know, cause our often we think about how inconsistent the offense can be, but it's, oh, it's been incredible this season and then defense up and down, but it was great. Talk about all the stats that were before that South Dakota game. And then it's just hit downhill. But in, in terms of that final play, like I said, we were behind the field goal post. We had a nice angle. If we were over where we moved before we, you know, I, like I said, we're on the wayside, moved to the one side. Would have had a great angle with the sticks of where Jathan was. It's just the, it's just ridiculous how they did mark him short. They kind of marked him a bad spot ish, but it was only like a half yard difference. Uh, like, and it wouldn't have mattered, obviously. You're right. He did have it tucked. If he would have known in the moment, granted, you know, a lot of us are never put in that moment, even though. I don't know how often you practice Hail Marys, but you have a gist of what it is. You go up, get the ball, fall in the end zone. Easier said than done. We know Nick obviously left just a little short. If he threw it in the end zone, who knows? Just the fact that you come that close because, no, as we know, you know, you and I was celebrating because there was people in the dog pound on their side talking crap to him. They were coming over to talking crap to our home fans. But then, obviously, they reviewed it. And in some replays, it looked like maybe – like it was like a – it was like a angle on the home side, like kind of a, it was what the TV angle I guess was. And it looked like maybe he could have broke it and it seemed so close, but you're right. His knee was down before he was able to break it. I mean, that's just absolutely the worst way you want to, the way, the way you, blah, blah, the way you want to lose one point. And the fact that you're right, Thomas Burks could have came out and just at least, and it's a 50, 50 shot of what people think, would you rather kick a 65 yarder? With a dude who does have a leg, it's almost like a kickoff and you just, you know, pray for the best or you just hope for the Hail Mary that works 5% of the time or less than that. I have a better chance of winning the Mega Millions almost than something like that working, even though it almost did. It's just you don't put yourself in those positions with the Nick could have ran a little farther. Javon gets 10 yards off the kickoff or the biggest takeaways, again, were not going for two and just kicking the PATs that would have put you in this position to win because then you and I, granted, you know, they would have went down and probably had all most of their timeouts and went down and won it with their great kicker, Matthew Cook. But you play, you know, you just you got to play it out smartly because we know South Dakota, you don't with two timeouts and two minutes, you don't go for it on fourth and 10 at your own 15. And then that ended the game. So it definitely has been coaching these last couple of games and these losses that you should have won. You should be seven or eight and one to this point. And now you're on the cusp of the playoffs and it comes down to this game. So, no, uh, other than that. Talking about this game, going through the box score, we mentioned Nick had a good game. I mean, 34-48, he was showing that efficiency again. He broke the school record for a single game, broke his own record that he set, whatever game it was, I forgot off the top of my head, but he had 485 in this game, three touchdowns. Again, no, we weren't able to run the ball in this game. It was the case in South Dakota as well, not able to run, get two and a half yards of carry, even with the two touchdowns. Avante, we mentioned, kind of hurt his hand at times in this game, five for 102. Bryce Miller was great again. We're kind of wasting his potential final year. He's only been playing for four or five games, but he's had a great impact. Romir has turned into an incredible receiving back here lately. So, Noah, obviously able to do a whole lot through the air. And then, like I said, your thoughts on not being able to get the run game going because we're going to have to get that going tomorrow and then dive into the game that Theo Day had. He had a career one and probably a school record kind of game. Yeah, it just sucks. I mean, not be able to get anything going on the ground. I mean, 55 yards, that's that's pitiful. Uh, just awful. you got to be able to establish the run game. 
Um, we really, really struggled after that. I know we've been banged up here and there, um, but we got guys that should be able to take care of business and be able to set that because um, you're going to have to do it this weekend. But um, I know Northern Iowa always has one of those better defenses. Um, but yeah, you just you gotta you gotta establish a run game. You gotta have more than fifty five yards. I know those guys on the line um are a lot better than what they've been showing lately. Um but yeah, I mean Theo Day, like I said, best quarterback in the valley. He was twenty seven of thirty two for three hundred and thirty yards, five touchdowns. Um he got anything he wanted. Um we did get to him three times, but wasn't enough. Just big time day from Theo Day. So got a chance. He probably um has a chance to get drafted at some point. Um because he's got all the attributes. Yeah, and um, you know, the McShane brothers were huge in this game. I mean, Day only had five incompletions. So yeah, he was getting whatever he wanted for sure. But we were able to get to him. We made him force the fumble. We sacked him a couple of times. They didn't sack us at all. So We've been able to protect Nick at least. And here's a quick quote from Nick at Nick Hill at the end of the game. As a coach, you have to look at the five or six plays, the five or six calls you could have done differently to lead up to the defining moment in the game. So, yeah, just a terrible way to go about it, obviously. And two weeks gone by, we needed this buy. Everybody did. We have a feeling, which we didn't know. Nick didn't say anything in the Monday pressure about the potential of Isaiah Hartrip playing. We were hoping after the buy to this point it could be. Hamstring injuries have been – in the pros and college, like weird this year and people are how they're treating them and how they're just in general. It's, it's just really unfortunate. So no, if you want, if you want to quickly go through what everybody missed in terms of other games, like in our bye week of just running through the scores of the conference, and then we can maybe go through uh, obviously what the standings look like going into tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota went on the road to Indiana state, took care of business 42 to seven um, looking like North Dakota, could be headed to the playoff spot, but they have to finish um, against South Dakota at home. Then they have to travel to Fargo next week. Um, so two tough games there. Missouri State went on the road to South Dakota. South Dakota wins 20-13. to 13. Um, Aiden Bowman, two touchdown passes led the way. Um, very disappointing year for Missouri State. Uh, the team we play tomorrow, the Bison, went on the road to Western Illinois. 56 to 17 throttling of them um, expected there. Youngstown goes on the road to Illinois State. Um, Youngstown gets a win to improve to six and three on the year. So they're kind of sneaking. If they win um, this week um, on the road at Missouri State, they'll be seven and three. They could sneak in the playoffs here. So it may be a battle. If we can pull one out this week, maybe a battle for a playoff spot next week. Illinois State's falling though. Then South Dakota State goes on the road to Northern Iowa in a thriller. Um, where South Dakota State, it was tied at 28. South Dakota State misses a uh, potential game winner, um, but one of you nice players uh, tried jumping over the line, and that is a penalty. So it got a rechance, and he nails it. So um, Isaiah Davis had a big day with 104 yards on the ground and a, and a touchdown. So um, looking at the standings, South Dakota State has wrapped up the um, conference easily. They're seven and zero, nine and one on the year. Fall behind five and one. North Dakota State. We are tied with Youngstown and North Dakota at four and two. 
UNI is four and three, Illinois State three and three, uh, South Dakota two and four, Missouri State is one and five. Then the two winless teams down at the bottom at Indiana State and Western. Um, I think this week um, the games are North, South Dakota on the road at North Dakota. Indiana State travels to Western, so one of those teams has to get a conference win this year. Then, like I just mentioned, Youngstown on the road at Missouri State, and Illinois State has to travel to South Dakota State, so expecting a blowout win there. So um, just mention we did, if you're looking at falling bubble teams, we did get a little bit of help um, while we had a bye week. Um, some teams lost. Illinois State was one of them. Um, there's some other games this week that we got help last week. Now, if you take care of business, you can get some more help, and you could be looking at a chance to get in the final week. But um, first off, we got to take care of our own business. Yeah, and it stinks that it comes down to, you know, the potential of take care of your own business, and, and it's against the team that it is. You mentioned how they went on the road, and we mentioned how maybe them being on the road can be kind of sketchy. We'll get to that, but they were at Western, and obviously a team like that will win this team. They're not going to have any problems against. But, um, yeah, some good games last week. You're right. We did get some help at Illinois State losing. Youngstown, you're right, as sneaky has had the season that they had. You're right. If they can beat a struggling Missouri State, who's three and six, unreal. Uh, and if they – obviously, yeah, it'll come down to that final week. If we do get the – if we lose – tomorrow then it's over for us youngstown can just sneak on and put themselves in good position you're right so it is a tight standings i was just looking because obviously western is winless murray state got their first win like last week or the week before so they're not winless it's only western but yeah a couple good illinois state at south dakota state will be good you're right that thriller you and i's on fire and i don't and they lost granted but they're they weren't even on the bubble even after beating us so it's kind of like you know, they're five and four as well. And like we said, the their conference record, they should be pretty close. But that is what it is. We'll know a lot after tomorrow's games for sure to see how this thing could very well wind up. So now, no, before we get into the Bison, talk about – it's been a couple of weeks. People are probably wondering what's going on with our commits. Some of them season's over. Some of them are still going. Uh, let's dive into those. Yeah, we got a uh, – we can update you for both weeks we've missed now. Um, starting with some guys that hadn't quite finished the regular season. Um, down in Prattville, Alabama, Carmelo Smith, D, a D lineman, and Tyce Cotry, a linebacker. Um, they finished the year at Central. They lost twenty-seven to seven. Um, they had five sack, five tackles apiece. Um, but that ended their year, so no postseason for Prattville. Um, and Tyce and Carmelo, so. Um, they are finishing their senior years, had strong years, um, here probably either after everybody's, after all the commits are done, I'll probably total up all their season tat, stats and we can go over that for everybody. Um, Amir Dwight in Crisp County down in Georgia, um, they had a, they had a game at Thomasville, lost 44, nothing. He did have six tackles. Um, they have a bye week um, this week, but next week starts playoffs. They're on the road at seven and three Peach County. Um, so Amir sneaks in the playoffs at five and four. So um, hopefully he can stay strong. I know I think we've yet to mention because 
of our issues that he did pick up a UT Martin offer. That's something to watch off for. We know we had a player flip um, last year, so that's just something to look at. Uh, Caleb Wagner, he had a bye week. Then he had one at Vernon, a one and seven Vernon school. Um, they win 42 nothing. so Caleb probably had a big game. Um, and this week, uh, they get to host six-seeded Bozeman, a five-and-five five team in the playoffs. They pre- previously beat Bozeman earlier this year, uh, 21-20. to 20. So hopefully they can sneak out another one and move on for Caleb um, in his senior season. Uh, Cameron White, Huntsville, um, the, two weeks ago, they were on the road at Hazel. Um, they win 63 to seven. He did have seven catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. Um, they were able to sneak in the playoffs. Um, they were on the road. They lose 34 nothing in the first round of playoffs. So Cam and Huntsville um, done for the season. Um, then the playoffs, all the other playoff uh, commits, Miles Wash out in Kansas and Derby, um, they were on the road. Um, Against Topeka, they went 69 to 12. He had 10 tackles and two tackles for loss. Um, last week, um, against Lawrence, they went 76 28 um, in a high scoring game, a blowout. And this week, they get to host eight and two Washburn Rural. So, um, Miles and Derby making a postseason run. Jameer Khan and Lee Summit North uh, two weeks ago. They hosted Lee Summit and they win 35-17. Um, last week they uh played Lee Summit West. They win 20 to 7, so they move on. This week they played one seed Nixa, who is 10 and 1. So um that is for the district championship, I believe. So um bring home some more hardware and move on in the playoffs, Jameer. Uh Logan Minton, our tight end commit in Lafayette, two weeks ago. They Hosted Parkway South. They win 35-17 um, last week in the district semifinals. Um, they played a really tough 9-1 and one, um, Mary Institute and Country Day School. Uh, they lose 60-46 to 46 in a shootout. So Logan's season, Logan's season ended with heartbreak. Um, pretty good year for him. Um, can't wait to add him to our young, talented tight end room. Um, Blaine Halley up in... Olympia, um, they came down here two weeks ago and upset Bitten in the playoffs, 32-21. Then they hosted St. Joseph Ogden. Um, they get a big win, 60-28. to So um, Blaine Halley and team making an incredible run. This week they get to host 10-1 Williamsville, who's the three seed in the 3A playoffs. Um, they previously lost um, to conference foe Williamsville, 42-14. Um, so tough matchup this week. Uh, we'll see what happens, see if they can get some revenge. Uh, over in Indiana, Aiden Durig and Crown Point, they had destroyed everybody this year two weeks ago. They beat Portage in the first round of sectionals 44-14. Last week they hosted um, an 8-2 Lafayette Jefferson and gets um, upset and shocked. 38-28 loss for Aiden and Crown Point, who – um, didn't have any close games throughout the regular season, and they lose in the second round. Um, then our guy, Alan Middleton and Mascuda, uh, who two weeks ago beat our hometown, Marion, 21-20. Um, he had 12 carries, 173 yards, and three touchdowns, and then he had six for 64. Um, 
in the air. Um, then he had three tackles on defense this past week. Um, they upset Highland on the road, 55-42. This week they get to host 10-1 Peoria, so a tough matchup for Allen. Um, but we got guys who are – some are just now starting the first round. Got guys that are deep inside the playoffs. We know we got some – we got three schools left um, in our Southern Illinois area. So um, best of luck, some tough finishes, some senior years. So some heartbreak, um, but we got still a lot of football left for our commits. Yes, and good job once again on finding a lot of this for these guys. Uh, yeah, it's always tough. It was tough talking about, you know, the guy season's ending last year, but then we know that it's, you know, ever so close for them to uh, – uh, ever so close for them to get, you know, going here, you know, for their next year in Carbondale. So you're right. Al Milton, it, it, it's when we were at the game, obviously the day and they announced it all the locals across, you know, at, at the game. And they mentioned how Marion did lose by one to Allen. And you're right. They, he they had to the upset over Highland who beats killed Marion and killed Allen in the season. So that was a huge game. And then, yeah, now he's moving on. He's rushing the ball almost as much as receiving. And we know, unless you're at a high, like really, really, really good high school and you have a really good quarterback, you're going to be a running team. A lot of running teams are around in this area, so maybe he's got to do a lot of rushing. And we know we can kind of do both, whether he'll do that at the next level or not. But uh, you're right, and you mentioned Miles Walsh. We thought that we saw him right at the uh, UNI game or, you know, after the fact because a lot of people were there, obviously, and they got to uh, – uh, you know, obviously show up and then talk to and get pictures with the staff after the game. We thought we saw uh, Miles Walsh, right? Correct. So then do you remember who else was there? Uh, Logan was there that day. Um, there were some other commit, some other recruits um, from the Kansas City area, one from down in Florida who caught it like a 4 a.m. flight, he said. I forget his name. Uh but yeah, we had a lot of them. I think they're we're gonna have some, um, just off the top of my head. We'll have some there this week, I'm sure. Um, only a cert, only a couple. I think only one tweeted that he'd actually be there. Um, Rodney McNeil Jr. He's a 2024 D cornerback. So I'm sure more will come this week. Um, sure, surely, hopefully, see some post um after our win tomorrow yeah then this week uh we've offered a couple guys a juco guy and quinn warren a 63 320 pound defensive tackle um from northwest christian college so looking to get a he's a december he'll graduate in december so he can get on campus um for winter workouts and stuff so um adding for that depth um we did offer um a guy from up in where is this? Uh, down in Columbia, Mississippi, Jamison Kelly Jr., a defensive back, um, did offer him this past week. Um, then offered a uh, a Lamar linebacker transfer, Adrian Owens. Um, he has three years of eligibility, 6'2", 220 pound. Um, plays a little bit inside linebacker and off ball linebacker. Um, so looking to add for the portal already. Um, we know some guys have already um, entered the portal. Um, actually, we've had one ourselves. Yeah, I like those those kind of – we're going to be huge in the portal again next year, so it's good to get this started. And 
We'll get into, obviously, the team we're playing tomorrow had a huge one into the portal. So a lot of guys were entering, you know, playing maybe that four-game mark and keeping their eligibility open. I like some of those options, and you're right, we did have one. It was one we obviously haven't been able to talk about yet. It happened about two weeks ago. Colin Hurd, as we know, uh, was you know got in late, I think, to the program. He's from Colgate, as we know. He was going to use his final year here and be depth, you know, near be – you know, depth on the team got in at some points. Uh, you know, he was special teamer. He was on the depth chart and everything. Like he was, you know, and he played in some games and then it was ironic because when they're talking about their favorite Halloween candy before that, he was really on that video. They posted it ironically during the game, whenever he was obviously gone, he was a part of the video. It's crazy how these things can just happen in the blink of an eye. Because on that 28th, he said he was doing it. He just he wanted to thank uh, for this short time here, wanted to thank the the coaching staff. And he said he made great relationships. He's grateful for the opportunity, that he, but he will be using his red shirt and using his final year of eligibility next year. We know we made a tweet about him. We know guys can always come back, but that's if they have two or three years left. Colin Hurd isn't going to come back. It's kind of been a weird process for him, I'm sure. And he was tweeting all these times since then about, his uh, highlights and stuff trying to get back in the mix. So that, that hurts us because obviously at that point it was three games left and potential playoffs that we were thinking we're going to need a depth because we've been struggling and pass pro, uh, you know, so it's been it needed depth. And, you know, we, there, we saw some guys play this past weekend. We saw Desmond Hearns playing the freshman wider receiver was playing some defensive back. You're right. We haven't seen Antonio. It's been a lot of Easton Wolf, a lot of Clayton, a lot of PJ doing literally everything, and then David and DJ have been struggling. So it stinks that seeing Colin go just for death, but he got the the mark of games, and then he was he was out of here. So we wanted to mention that because that is noteworthy. And then now, Noah, let's dive into this humongous game tomorrow. We were talking about it earlier. It seems like it's – I mean, honestly, because it's our playoff hopes on the line, this is arguably the biggest game of the Nick Hill era. We know we were awful for years there, and even the other time they were here when Trey Lance was quarterback in the frigid cold, which we'll get to that. It's going to be that again. Almost got that win that would have kept put us in the playoffs. We didn't get in that year, made it two years in a row, granted by the you know the skin of our teeth, for lack of a better term. And we have this opportunity now to save our season, as we've talked on this, Noah. Let's dive into the Bison, what they're ranked, obviously a lot of their personnel – and then some other things on military appreciation because we you know Veterans Day is today. We're thankful for all the veterans that have sacrificed uh, and everyone that's you know still with us and did their part. We appreciate them a lot in this military appreciation day tomorrow. No, another huge game. Let's dive into the Bison. Yeah, big time game. Um, it's a like you said, military appreciation. Um, I did see. I think we retweeted it. We're going to have a flyover from the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the, what am I trying to say here? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, those jets. They, they're called Wait, something they were talking about. Yeah, I don't remember either. The uh, award-winning flying Salukis will a three-plane flyover during the oh, that's right, anthem. Yeah. So um, we redid, we did retweet that. Um, but, yeah, this is – Obviously, a huge game. Our season's on the line here. Backs against the wall. Um, four seed in North Dakota at seven and two. A loss to Arizona, um, an FBS school out of the Pac-12. Then obviously South Dakota State took them down, um, but ranked fourth in the country still. Uh, they really don't. They really don't have a 
big win, a notable result on their on their schedule this year. I mean, we've they really doesn't have they really haven't moved the needle. I mean, they really doesn't have to impress anybody, but they're just getting the job done week in and week out. And obviously, this is a team and Cam Miller um, who remembers and most there's guys on this team that remember of obviously have the memory of the record, their 39 game win record streak being ended in the spring um, that could add a little bit of motiv- motivation potentially. Um, but we did mention they lost their best receiver in Phoenix Pearls to the portal. Um, he has entered the portal as a grad transfer already. We've yet to offer him. Um, you and I has, Missouri State has, some other Missouri Valley schools have. Um, but I just happened to look in look that uh, he's from originally from Minnesota, so Zabrowski follows him, but Zabrowski's from Minnesota, so I don't know if there's any connection there. Um, but Nick Hill and Matt McLaren do, so maybe eventually we could get in on that as a grad transfer because obviously we lose the Cox twins, Cox twins and don't know um, – with Isaiah and the young receivers, that could be a grad transfer you want to add, but um, that's important. But this is a team that it's physical, and we've struggled. If you look at the last two weeks, South Dakota, probably the biggest line you faced, struggled in the run game. They wore you down. They decided then they had two guys go for over 100 in the second half. You lose that the way you did. Uh, then last week, a team that's really usually known for um, – putting offense lineman in the league. They had Trevor Penning drafted last year by the Saints. Um, we struggled against a little bit. So it's another team that's going to come in and be physical and just want to run the football. Um, they have guys that can do it. I mean, they have Hunter Lupke, a fullback, um, who leads them in rushing, um, to Merrick Williams, um, Kobe Johnson, Dominic Ganella, um, TK Marshall, uh, Cole Payton, Cam Miller can run the ball a little bit. I mean, all those guys just can run the football. Um, I think all but – I think half those guys have more yards than our leading rusher, and I think that's um, Ramir at four-something. So they just want to run the football. Ken Miller's not that great of a passer. Um, but as I could say, well, load the box and let your DBs – handle it but as you've seen the last two weeks our dbs can't cover anybody right now so not sure you want to do that but it's going to be a cold weather game it's going to be a defensive battle i think maybe we should stick to the run a little bit more here um and try to get the run game going and see if both teams can go on long drive and see if who can score out of that but um kim miller does not impress me at all i think I would take – I could probably name five guys in the Missouri Valley as quarterback that I'd take over him. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Hunter Lukey, you got to be able to – you got to be ready to tackle him. It's going to be guys like Branson Combs, Zach Barola um, at that linebacker spot um, that's willing to hit somebody because you're going to have to be – these guys are going to come in here and punch you in the mouth. Uh, they have a bad taste last time they were here. So they're going to want some revenge. They're going to come in here and hit you in the mouth. Their defense, always good. So offense is going to have to good, have a good game plan. Um, but their defense, they put guys in the league. Derek Tuzuska, a couple of years ago, edge rusher, um, recently played for the Titans. But 
it's going to be battle tested. We got to go in, but our team, our team loves that they're back against the wall. Um, they like to put their backs against the wall a lot, apparently. So, um, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a cold weather game. So, um, fans, if you come out, you're going to have to bundle up. But season on the line. What do you want to do here? Do you want a chance to put yourself on another win and in potential next week? Um, or you just want to pack up our bags right now. So this is a tough one. I mean, Vegas shows it opened up at seven. Vegas thinks this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it is. So I'm excited. I'll be there. We'll be both be there. Um, it's a one o'clock kickoff. I hope the team, it's senior day, hope they come out ready to play because uh, we need to throw the first punch because it's going to be – a 15-round fight, um, just like a long back boxing match. So we got to be ready. Special teams got to be ready to go. Coaching, need better coaching, got to have better decisions, good play calling. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I like – I think we could pull it out. Um, we just got to be in a gritty football mode like we sometimes do. We like to get in that gritty mode and fight it out because um, – if you lose this week, like I said, you're done. Um, you've had plenty of opportunities prior to put you put yourself in winning position to be able to drop this game, but you can't anymore. No, it's it's you know it's it's to that point, and you know it comes against the standard. It comes against the team that's winning constant national championships. The year we did kill them in the spring, they didn't make it. I don't even remember if they recall if they – because they didn't make the championship. That was South Dakota State, who we should have beaten in the playoffs. It's, it's, it's been a crazy run that North Dakota State's been on. We've talked about how are they going to make the jump ever. It's like, well, why will they if they're so successful? We've seen teams – James Madison was ranked at one point in the FBS this year. A lot of teams have had some success. They are the standard, and you're right. They will come in and beat you up. And the only hope we have is if we do uh, load the box and make him make Cam Miller throw. We're able to get to the quarterback. We're let's see what is it here. We are we're at least I know we're you know fourth in the country or fourth in the conference in sacks. We're able to get to the quarterback. If but they have a. I was going to mention, you mentioned Luke who is a fullback because he does everything. It's like he's, you know, he's got almost a thousand yards. He's, you know, he's a halfback, but he does everything else. He receives, he does all of that. Yeah. Him and one of their offensive linemen, uh, Cody Mock, are going to the senior bowl officially. They got invited the other day. So they've had incredible years. So even at the pass rush, you got to get to get past Cody Mock, who I'm sure protects his blind side. And you're right. They produce NFL players. Like I said, this is the standard. And, I mean, just comparing stats, you're right in throwing the ball. I mean, Cam Miller has thrown – has 100 less completions than Nick Baker does. But Lubke, yeah, 94 carries, 599 touchdowns. We talked about uh, in previous weeks about uh, whoever it was, the running back for one of the teams recently had nine touchdowns as well. And they're still able to run all over us. And that's the name of it all, the fact that you have the, the, proto, the prototype running team coming in here against a team who struggles. And I don't, it's like we said, the stats that show what we were in school history, those were out the window the last two weeks. So, and this is against the team that is the best rushing team there is and will do everything it takes. And you're right. We would take Nick, we would take Theo, we would take Gronowski, we would take a lot of different people 
Cam Miller probably ranks barely in the top 15 in the FCS for quarterbacks. And we got to make him try to beat us. And it's way easier said than done. And you're right. We killed them. They want revenge. Heck, we've they've been to Carbondale three times in the regular season. We know we played there last year. I don't remember the last time we were there in the regular season. It's been like at least three or four years. But they have won nine of the last ten meetings, including that trouncing we had. Um, yeah, last year in the playoffs when we barely or we beat South Dakota fine, and then it was like, oh, we got to go to the Fargo Dome, and then it was just what it was. So we talked about how North Dakota State they almost lost to Indiana State on the road. We said they took care of Western last week, so even those are the bad teams. And we you mentioned the weather; it is going to be frigid. People need to bundle up for this game. That's how it was when Trey Lance came here. And we almost won. It was like seven to seven at halftime, gave us a chance. This game will be low scoring. The under will hit in this game. It will be on the ground, but we do allow a lot of explosive plays. So, you know, they could branch out and kick our butts. And we know the South Dakota State game, they had a big lead. They blew it, but it was almost like, you know, if you count them out, they will. And I don't think anyone's really counting them out for this game. You mentioned the spread because we never know the spread to the day of. It's good to know this because, yeah, they're expecting it to be a tight game. So, Obviously, hoping that can be the case. They are looking for revenge, but if you can get them and they play, we know they and they're in North Dakota. I mean, it's the weather is terrible there, but they do play in a dome. Their practice facility is probably a dome. You know, they're not used to fully playing outside. They're only used to walking from the facility to their car when it's cold to get out of the facility and stuff. So, just and this team is this team's really good, but it's not the Trey Lance team that was. So it's just you know. This is the team. What what are they ranked in the nation going to this game? Have you said it yet? Fourth. Fourth. And we know, you know, South Dakota State still where they are. So, you know, North Dakota State after that loss, we know they lost their Arizona game and stuff. So it's they're beatable. And the fact that because they have a quarterback that's gettable, toable, get toable. I mean, I think it I think obviously with our backs against the wall, you're right. If the pattern remains, two losses, five wins, two losses, are we gonna end with wins? And Granted, like I said, it comes against a team like this, but I do like our chances because our backs are against the wall. I mentioned it's probably the biggest game in the Nick Hill era because it's it's looking to save our season when we're expected to be good and expected to be a playoff team. So we mentioned some of their personnel, and you also mentioned uh, the – well, I was going to look real fast on the depth chart. The only change is Tice is officially off. And Thomas Burks, which I think, Noah, if he's been in the starting spot on the depth chart, obviously that doesn't really matter. Maybe because Jake was bad the last game, we could see Thomas in this game. Your season is on the line. He needs to be in there. And then Antonio's still on here for what it's worth. You mentioned some of the players there, Noah. If you have anything else to add on this, I was going to mention also just quickly about the players that will be recognized tomorrow, pre-recorded videos for senior day as well. Keenan, which is sad, he tweeted like yesterday about, you know, people going to this game, getting hyped. Mikel, so those two have been around forever. That's sad. <clears throat> uh, the Cox brothers, Tice Will, George Douglas, Tylen Driver, Antonio Fletcher, Calvin Francis, who hasn't played this year, sadly. Jacob Garrett, Chris Harris, Quentin Lee, Raekwon Lindsay, who got hurt, stinks for him as well. Remington Lutz, Bryce Miller, and Nick Okiki. So a lot of guys that have impacted this season. No matter how this season finishes out, we will try to have tweets for a lot of these guys that have impacted in their short time or their or their long term effect here. Obviously, Noah. So, if you have any final thoughts on the or like final stats or anything you want to say, if not, go into who you're thinking. Obviously, dogs of the game and final predictions for this make or break game. 
yeah, it's, this is like you said, this is a tough one. This is a you gotta win this one um, against a team like this. Um, yeah, dog of the game offensively. Um, I'm gonna put it on the offensive line. You're gonna have to win the line of scrimmage. Um, it's a must. We got to get this run game going in a game like this, obviously. And obviously, line of scrimmage, you got to protect the quarterback. Um, so I'm going offensive line. Um, I know that's a position group, but it's got to be – we got to win the line of scrimmage here to even have a chance tomorrow. And we talked about the offensive line. If Coffo's going to play, Nick didn't say that in his press. He really didn't say a whole lot of anything. And we know we didn't get it before the bye week. Could have been nice to get one of those. Uh, but we know the line that was last week was uh, Jake Green, left tackle, Harden, Chase Evans at center, replacing Jacob, Brandon at right tackle, and then Toure. Hoping Nick can stay fresh. You're right. That will be – because it's making a break of matching him in the run game and protecting Nick. I like that. Where you can always go position groups, especially for football. Uh, and because of the run game, I mentioned, be nice to get Romir on the ground going, but he's been a heck of a receiver. I'll go with J- uh, Javon because we mentioned, I mean, heck, he's so far up the all-time boards in rushing that he lives up to big games. You know, he's done it his whole career. Can't expect a huge – hopefully Javon can – and granted, if, if the game plays out that way, you don't want to force him receiving, kept receiving, rushing, and throwing. Uh, he might not do all of that, but the fact that we just need him to show up in a big game, big players show up in big games. So I'll go with Javon or Javon for offense and the defense. You mentioned it's a line of scrimmage game without a doubt. I mean, no, this we mentioned loading the box. I mean, this has to be a linebacking group uh, kind of effort. And it seems like, you know, you can go with linebacking corp here at all. You can go with the defensive line and not get let it get to the second level. I feel like I want to have P.J. in this game, though, because he saves so many extra touchdowns in that UNI game from, you know, UNI receivers making plays that were making David and D.J. whiff. P.J. was saving touchdowns on tackles. P.J. is going to be everywhere. He still leads us in tackles. I mean, this has to be uh, a P.J. game, it seems like. Noah, you're gonna, who are you going with? Someone in the box? Yeah, obviously, I mean, obviously picking a DB because if we load the box, it's going to be important. So, and we know PJ loves to fly around and make tackles. Um, but I'm going with I'm going with Zach Barola. I think this guy may end up leading us in tackles this game, him and PJ right there. Branson will be involved. But I think this is a, just a style of play that he's going to be out there a lot, and he's going to want – I'd love – I can't wait to see him meet Hunter Lukey in the hole. Um, I would take Zach in that battle every time. He just wants to knock head. So um, I'm going to take Zach in that one. I think he's going to be flying around tomorrow, him and Branson at the linebacking, linebacking core. Um, can't wait to hopefully, – hopefully we get the opportunity to see him meet Hunter in the hole. Yeah, and Zach's been playing really well. And we mentioned other guys. Easton, Easton Wolf's been playing really well. He's been making tackles. He's not letting anything get behind him really. So – uh, a lot of guys that are hot going into this game for sure. And special teams, you know, like I said, Thomas is on here, whether it's him or not. Hopefully it is. Obviously you got to make your kicks and not necessarily depending on the, how the game goes. We mentioned the coaching. you got to have good coaching so you don't go for it, you know, on fourth down if you really don't have to. It's those like make or break decisions, those coin flip kind of decisions that can make or break the end of a game. So if you feel like you're in fourth down territory – it is what it is, but if you need to take points, take them, which is, you know, the kind of the thing we've been pushing lately. So Thomas needs to be able to make these kicks if it's him or if it's Jake, whoever 
whoever more Noah and then we mentioned we could go with all of them I'll get yours in a second but Torney has to we could punt in this game I can see it we mentioned their defense it's it's good it's not great just in terms of how it can you know compares to our offense being able to move the ball at all no we got to be able to flip the field so who you got on this one yeah obviously you got to be able to flip the field and you got to be able to hit your kicks whoever it is um but I picked them a lot on the special teams and it's I feel like he has to get it done um, to help win the field position battle. We need Javon to give us some returns, some kind of return yardage. Um, obviously, you don't want to force anything, um, but we have to. We gotta get some good field position against a team like this to be able to um, go down and score points. So, uh, once again, I will be choosing Javon Williams. He's got to get some separation. Some quick things here. Uh... Just in terms of the yardage, we outgained North Dakota State in that win that we had against them. We The time of possession was 41-18, to 18, outgained them by almost 200 yards. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. Just in terms of the if, you know the, the impact you need to have as a team into this game is incredible. Noah, before we end it, I don't know if we – we mentioned stats. Is there any specific there, – and there's some stats here on the game notes we can go through. Any that stick out where we rank in the conference or in the nation? Uh, like – Third down conversion percentage, 26 in the country, only six in the conference. Fewest penalty yards per game, we are last in the conference. There, I mean, there's so many things on here, some helpful information. Passes had intercepted, we're first in the conference, fourth in the nation. Anything else that sticks out? I mean, there's, there's some in the hundreds here that we are, like punt returns, 120th in the country, 11th in the conference. It's, it's stuff like that. Anything else on there that sticks out to you and a stats update? Uh. Yeah, not really. I mean, obviously, I'd love, I'd love to see where we're passing yards, passing yards per game is. I mean, um, I think I looked last time we tried doing our pod on the recap. Like I was scrolling through. I think I got to the two hundred number, and I stopped looking because it's that bad. It's anything special teams, anything against. Yeah, anything on defense, anything on special team, that's scoring defense, 56th in the country, scoring offense, 41st. Those are 7th and 5th in the in the conference, respectfully, yeah, out of 123. So we're great in turnovers lost. We're 2nd in the country, 1st in the conference. Don't turn it over a whole lot. And then uh, there was one on here. I mentioned the sacks and getting to Cam Miller. Out of 122, out of 122 4th in the country, 1st in the conference. So – it's just – it's vital. It's you know, like you've had a lot of good in this season, a lot of bad. We'll obviously do this at the end of the year, how it played – have it paid off. Uh, obviously, yeah, like I said, a lot of good, a lot of bad in this season so far. We, we've gone through it all, Noah. Like I said, it's going to be a cold game tomorrow on an important day, not only obviously game-wise, but we mentioned military appreciation and Veterans Day. That's today. Recognizing it all, I'm pretty sure the, the theme for the dog pound is camo, so that's going to be cool all around. Hopefully we can – it's going to be cold. Probably won't sell it out. Looking for a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of fans in attendance to get there and warm up for it. Noah, final thoughts? Yeah, you got to – it's just – I hope we have a good crowd. Um, I think last, last home game was like 6,100. Um, I'm probably not expecting that. The weather is going to take part in that. Um, but it is senior day, and uh, so hopefully we have a good crowd to – come support these seniors um, for what they've done for this university and this program, because um, 
they've been through it all. They've been through losing, and now some of these guys are going to change. Got the last couple of years, taste some victories before getting out of here. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Um, it I just think it's going to be um, a sneaky close game, or it's going to end up in a blowout of the Salukis. Um, I think we can do it. I hopefully we can pull this out to even have a chance to win next week and try to sneak in the playoffs, but um, going to need defense to show up this week for both halves. Just got to play a complete game to beat a team like this. So um, hopefully it's a competitive game. I think I was looking earlier, Sam Herter had us losing 31 20. Um, so looks like probably close for a little bit in that one in his, in his eyes. So Vegas had it open at seven. If we can keep it close, we just got to be able to close this game out of if it is a close ball game. So um, I'd probably, I'm probably going to edge to a close loss here at home. Um, but every time I've doubted this team in these past years, they've proved me wrong. So hopefully they do it this weekend. And we're looking to basketball took care of business against the power five school and just a big win overall football needs to do their part. Now imagine the lat the, two of the last three days that could be for this university and some of these wins. And I like our chances just because, you know, it is a season and, you know, plus seven, I'm riding that to the moon because they, they just have to, and you're right. Whether it, you know, it, it could be a blowout or it could be win besides incarnate word. It's been really close games all season long. So, uh, hoping for one of those without a doubt, hopefully whenever we come to you guys next, it's not too somber. It's a, Joyful episode knowing that we're back in the mix for the playoffs and just taking care of that last game. If obviously if if we lose and it's definitely somber and we're looking, you know, to any type of hope from anywhere else, but it, it will look bleak. So we'll be sad. That's why we need to jumpstart the end of this football season with one of the biggest wins we can remember. So for Nick Malone. No alerts. As always, until next week, go dogs.